Narrator read by K. Hand. Act three of Henry the Fourth, a tragedy in three acts by Luigi Pirandello, translated by Edward Storer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act three. The throne room so dark that the wall at the bottom is hardly seen. The canvases of the two portraits have been taken away, and within their frames, Frida, dressed as the Marchioness of Tuscany, and Charles de Noli as Henry the Fourth, have taken the exact positions of the portraits. For a moment, after the raising of curtain, the stage is empty. Then the door on the left opens, and Henry the Fourth, holding the lamp by the ring on top of it, enters. He looks back to speak to the four young men who, with John, are presumably in the adjoining hall, as at the end of the second act. No, stay where you are. Stay where you are. I shall manage all right by myself. Good night. Closes the door and walks, very sad and tired, across the hall towards the second door on the right, which leads into his apartments. Frida, as soon as she sees that he has just passed the throne, whispers from the niche like one who is on the point of fainting away with fright. Henry! Henry the Fourth, stopping at the voice, as if someone had stabbed him traitorously in the back, turns a terror-stricken face towards the wall at the bottom of the room raising an arm instinctively, as if to defend himself and ward off a blow. Who is calling me? Henry! But although she wishes to act the part as they have given it to her, she stretches her head a little out of the frame towards the other frame. Ah! Henry the Fourth gives a dreadful cry, lets the lamp fall from his hands to cover his head with his arms, and makes a movement as if to run away. Frida, jumping from the frame on to the stand and shouting like a mad woman. Henry! Henry! I'm afraid! I'm terrified. And while Dinoli jumps in turn on to the stand and thence to the floor and runs to Frida, who, on the verge of fainting, continues to cry out, the doctor, Donna Matilda, also dressed as Matilda of Tuscany, Tito Belcredi, Landolf, Berthold, and John enter the hall from the doors on the right and on the left. One of them turns on the light. A strange light is coming from lamps hidden in the ceiling so that only the upper part of the stage is well lighted. The others, without taking notice of Henry the Fourth, who looks on astonished by the unexpected inrush, after the moment of terror which still causes him to tremble, run anxiously to support and comfort the still shaking Frida, who is moaning in the arms of her fiancé. All are speaking at the same time. No, no, Frida. Here I am. Enough. I am beside Enough. you. There is nothing more to be he done. He is cured, Frida. Look, he is cured. Don't you see? Cured? It was only for fun. Be calm. No, I am afraid. I am afraid. Afraid of what? Look at him. He was never mad at all. That isn't true. What are you saying? Cured? It appears so. I should say so. Yes, yes, they have told us so. Pointing to the four young men. Yes, for a long time. He has confided in them, told them the truth. But what does it mean? If, up to a short time ago... He was acting to take you in, and also us, who in good faith... Is it possible... To deceive his sister also, right up to the time of her death. Henry the Fourth remains apart, peering at one and now at the other, under the accusation and the mockery of what all believe to be a cruel joke of his, which is now revealed. He has shown by the flashing of his eyes that he is meditating a revenge, which his violent contempt prevents him from defining clearly as yet. Stung to the quick, and with a clear idea of accepting the fiction they have insidiously worked up as true, he bursts forth at this point— go on i say go on go on what do you mean it isn't your sister only that is dead my sister yours i say 
whom you compelled up to the last moment to present herself here as your mother agnes and was she not your mother my mother certainly my mother but your mother is dead for me old and far away you have just got down now from there pointing to the frame from which he jumped down and how do you know whether i have not wept her long in secret dressed even as i am what does she say much impressed observing him quietly quietly for heaven's sake what do i say i ask all of you if agnes was not the mother of henry the fourth turns to frida as if she were really the marchioness of tuscany you marchioness it seems to me ought to know frida still frightened draws closer to dinoli no no i don't know not i it's the madness returning quiet now everybody madness indeed doctor he's acting again i you have emptied those two frames over there and he stands before my eyes as henry the fourth we've had enough of this joke now who said joke don't excite him for the love of god but they have said so pointing again to the four young men they they henry the fourth turning round and looking at them you did you say it was all a joke no really we said that you were cured look here enough of this to donna matilda doesn't it seem to you that the sight of him pointing to dinoli marchioness and that of your daughter dresto is becoming an intolerable puerility oh be quiet what does the dress matter if he is cured cured yes i am cured to belcredi ah but not to let it end this way all at once as you suppose attacks him do you know that for twenty years nobody has ever dared to appear before me here like you and that gentleman pointing to the doctor of course i know it as a matter of fact i too appeared before you this morning dressed as a monk yes and you took me for peter damiani and i didn't even laugh believing in fact that that i was mad does it make you laugh seeing her like that now that i am cured and yet you might have remembered that in my eyes her appearance now interrupts himself with a gesture of contempt ah. suddenly turns to the doctor you are a doctor aren't you yes and you also took part in dressing her up as the marchioness of tuscany to prepare a counter joke for me here eh no no what you say it was done for you i did it for your sake to attempt to try not knowing. i understand i say counter joke in his case indicates belcredi because he believes that i have been carrying on a jest but excuse me what do you mean you say yourself you are cured let me speak do you know doctor that for a moment you ran the risk of making me mad again by god to make the portraits speak to make them jump alive out of their frames but you saw that all of us ran in at once as soon as they told us certainly contemplates frida and dinoli and then looks at the marchioness and finally at his own costume the combination is very beautiful two couples very good very good doctor for a madman not bad with a slight wave of his hand to belcredi it seems to him now to be a carnival out of season eh turns to look at him we'll get rid now of this masquerade costume of mine so that i may come away with you what do you say with me with us where shall we go to the club in dress coats and with white ties 
or shall both of us go to the marchioness's house wherever you like do you want to remain here still to continue alone what was nothing but the unfortunate joke of a day of carnival it is really incredible incredible how you have been able to do all this freed from the disaster that befell you yes you see how it was the fact is that falling from my horse and striking my head as i did i was really mad for i know not how long ah did it last long yes doctor a long time i think it must have been about twelve years then suddenly turning to speak to belcredi thus i saw nothing my dear fellow of all that after that day of carnival happened for you but not for me how things changed how my friends deceived me how my place was taken by another and all the rest of it and suppose my place had been taken in the heart of the woman i loved and how should i know who was dead or who had disappeared all this you know wasn't exactly a jest for me as it seems to you no no i don't mean that if you please i mean after ah yes after one day a most interesting case doctor study me well study me carefully all by itself who knows how one day the trouble here mended touches his forehead little by little i opened my eyes and at first i don't know whether i am asleep or awake then i know i am awake i touch this thing and that i see clearly again ah then as he says alludes to belcredi away away with this masquerade this incubus let's open the windows breathe life once again away away let's run out suddenly pulling himself up but where and to do what to show myself to all secretly as henry the fourth not like this but arm in arm with you among my dear friends what are you saying who could think it it's not to be imagined it was an accident they all said i was mad before to belcredi and you know it you were more ferocious than anyone against those who tried to defend me oh that was only a joke look at my hair shows him the hair on the nape of his neck but mine is grey too yes with this difference that mine went grey here as henry the fourth do you understand and i never knew it i perceived it all of a sudden one day when i opened my eyes and i was terrified because i understood at once that not only had my hair gone grey but that i was all grey inside that everything had fallen to pieces that everything was finished and i was going to arrive hungry as a wolf at a banquet which had already been cleared away yes but what about the others ah uh, yes i know they couldn't wait until i was cured not even those who behind my back pricked my saddled horse till it bled what what yes treacherously to make it rear and cause me to fall this is the first time i knew that that was also a joke probably but who did it who was behind us then it doesn't matter who it was all those that went on feasting and were ready to leave me their scrapings marchioness of miserable pity or some dirty remnant of remorse in the filthy plate thanks 
turning quickly to the doctor now doctor the case must be absolutely new in the history of madness i preferred to remain mad since i found everything ready and at my disposal for this new exquisite fantasy i would live it this madness of mine with the most lucid consciousness and thus revenge myself on the brutality of a stone which had dinted my head the solitude this solitude squalid and empty as it appeared to me when i opened my eyes again i determined to deck it out with all the colours and splendours of that far-off day of carnival when you looks at donna matilda and points frida out to her when you marchioness triumphed so i would oblige all those who were around me to follow by god at my orders that famous pageant which had been for you and not for me the jest of a day i would make it become for ever no more a joke but a reality the reality of a real madness here all in masquerade with throne room and these my four secret counsellors secret and of course traitors he turns quickly towards them i should like to know what you have gained by revealing the fact that i was cured if i am cured there's no longer any need of you and you will be discharged to give anyone one's confidence that is really the act of a madman but now i accuse you in my turn turning to the others do you know alludes to the valets they thought they could make fun of me too with you <laughs> the others laugh but shamefacedly except donna matilda belcredi to dinoli well imagine that that's not bad dinoli to the four young men you we must pardon them this dress plucking his dress which is for me the evident involuntary caricature of that other continuous everlasting masquerade of which we are the involuntary puppets indicates belcredi when without knowing it we mask ourselves with that which we appear to be ah that dress of theirs this masquerade of theirs of course we must forgive it them since they do not yet see it is identical with themselves turning again to belcredi you know it is quite easy to get accustomed to it one walks about as a tragic character just as if it were nothing imitates the tragic manner in a room like this look here doctor i remember a priest certainly irish a nice-looking priest who was sleeping in the sun one november day with his arm on the corner of the bench of a public garden he was lost in the golden delight of the mild sunny air which must have seemed for him almost summery one may be sure that in that moment he did not know any more that he was a priest or even where he was he was dreaming a little boy passed with a flower in his hand he touched the priest with it here on the neck i saw him open his laughing eyes while all his mouth smiled with the beauty of his dream he was forgetful of everything but all at once he pulled himself together and stretched out his priest's cassock and there came back to his eyes the same seriousness which you have seen in mine because 
the irish priests defend the seriousness of their catholic faith with the same zeal with which i defend the secret rights of hereditary monarchy i am cured gentlemen because i can act the madman to perfection here and i do it very quietly i'm only sorry for you that have to live your madness so agitatedly without knowing it or seeing it it comes to this then that it is we who are mad that's what it is but if you weren't mad both you and she indicating the marchioness would you have come here to see me to tell the truth i came here believing that you were the madman henry the fourth suddenly indicating the marchioness and she ah as for her i can't say i see she is all fascinated by your words by this conscious madness of yours turns to her dressed as you are you could even remain here to live it out marchioness you are insolent no marchioness what he means to say is that the miracle would be complete according to him with you here who as the marchioness of tuscany you well know could not be my friend save as at the canossa to give me a little pity or even more than a little she said so herself henry the fourth to the marchioness continuing and even shall we say a little remorse yes that too she has admitted now look here don't bother about him don't mind him let him go on infuriating me though the doctors told him not to turns to balcredi but do you suppose i am going to trouble myself any more about what happened between us the share you had in my misfortune with her indicates the marchioness to him and pointing belcredi out to her the part he has now in your life this is my life quite a different thing from your life your life the life in which you have grown old i have not lived that life to donna matilda was this what you wanted to show me with this sacrifice of yours dressing yourself up like this according to the doctor's idea excellently done doctor oh an excellent idea as we were then eh and as we are now but i am not a madman according to your way of thinking doctor i know very well that that man there indicates denoli cannot be me because i am henry the fourth and have been these twenty years cast in this eternal masquerade she has lived these years indicates the marchioness she has enjoyed them and has become look at her a woman i can no longer recognize it is so that i knew her points to frida and draws near her this is the marchioness i know always this one you seem a lot of children to be so easily frightened by me to frida and you're frightened too little girl aren't you by the jest that they made you take part in though they didn't understand it wouldn't be the jest they meant it to be for me oh miracle of miracles prodigy of prodigies the dream alive in you more than alive in you it was an image that wavered there and they've made you come to life oh mine you're mine 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 in my own right <laughs> He holds her in his arms, laughing like a madman, while all stand still terrified. Then, as they advance to tear Frida from his arms, he becomes furious, terrible, and cries imperiously to his valets, Hold them! Hold them! I order you to hold them! 
the four young men amazed yet fascinated moved to execute his orders automatically and seized Donoli, the doctor and belcredi belcredi freeing himself leave her alone leave her alone you're no madman henry the fourth in a flash draws the sword from the side of landolf who is close to him i'm not mad eh take that you drive sword into him a cry of horror goes up all rush over to assist belcredi crying out together has he wounded you yes yes seriously i told you so oh god oh Frida, god come here he's mad mad Hold him belcredi while they take him away by the left exit he protests as he is borne out no no you're not mad you're you're not mad he's not mad they go out by the left amid cries and excitement after a moment one still hears a sharper more piercing cry from donna matilda and then silence henry the fourth who has remained on the stage between landolf harold and ordolf with his eyes almost starting out of his head terrified by the life of his own masquerade which has driven him to crime ah uh, now yes now inevitably calls his valets around him as if to protect him here together here together forever forever curtain note to henry the fourth with the author's consent and approval the translator has omitted a few lines from the original italian where their highly parenthetical character made the english version unnecessarily complex one or two allusions have also been suppressed since they have not the same value in english as in italian e s end of act three end of henry the fourth a tragedy in three acts by luigi pirandello translated by edward storer